The Lakers finish off their road trip going 3-3 with a win over the Detroit Pistons. They beat the Pistons 124-117. Now they are back in action at home Tuesday night against the Boston Celtics. What do we learn from the Lakers during this road trip? And uh, what do they need to do, hopefully, to uh, win this next game against the Celtics? That's what we're going to talk about today here on the Laker Hand Podcast. What's up, Laker Ham? Welcome to the Laker Hand Podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, who I don't know right now has a very big smirk on his face, but Laker Dad. Dad, uh, the Lakers went 3-3 three and three on their road trip. We predicted they were going to go 5-1, and one, but they very well could have gone 5-1 and one had AD, of course, not gone down uh, with the flu. Actually, Hannah, you said five and one. I said four and two. No, you absolutely did not. You said five and one because I was saying, oh, my God, for once, you're actually being a positive. I called you positive Patty in writing. I thought four and two was being pretty positive. But you're right, Hannah. Obviously, the Lakers started the road trip off with two sensational wins against the tough Milwaukee Bucks and the Washington Wizards, and everything looked great as they were heading into Cleveland. Unfortunately, however, just before the game, it was announced that Anthony Davis, actually he started and then left really quickly, had the flu. So Anthony Davis missed two games. I mean, really just kind of killing all that momentum the Lakers had built up when they went 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Uh, you know, and then they lost three games in a row, which made this game tonight against the Detroit Pistons an absolute must win, Hannah. And uh, let's talk about that game a little bit. What did you see? Yeah, you know, obviously going into it, we uh, we did a podcast talking about how this was a must win. Obviously, the Pistons are not a very good team. The Lakers needed to get this win to uh, get back to uh, their, of course, their winning ways, but also to gain kind of that morale and that confidence that we had had there for that stretch of games where we went 8-10. and 10. Um, You know, Dad, it was an interesting game because Lakers had the lead. But they kind of just let the Pistons, you know, really hang around. And me and you, we were kind of getting a little nervous. You know, we were saying, you know, we're just letting these guys hang around, hang around. It was a very close game. But, Dad, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about this because your main man and favorite, just not even player, but favorite person in the world (laughs) right now, it seems, of course, second to me, at least I would hope so, uh, Austin Reeves hit a 3-2 to solidify the win. So, Dad, obviously not a huge scoring night from Austin Reeves. He only had nine points, but, of course, uh, when the time came, he uh, knocked down the big one that solidified the win for us. Yeah, Hannah, as you know, I, I turned to you at the end of the third quarter and I said, I have a really bad feeling about this game because it really reminded me a lot of that Indiana game that broke my heart about two weeks ago where the Lakers were ahead the entire game and then at the last second as the buzzer expired, a, a pacer hit a three-pointer and the Indiana won by one point. That felt like that was what was going to happen tonight. And it really played out that way, too. The Lakers were only ahead by, you know, uh, two points with, what, like 10, 15 seconds left. If the Lakers did not score on that time down the court, I'm telling you, we were going to lose this game. Detroit was going to come down and somebody was going to hit a three and the Lakers were going to have another heartbreaking loss. But thank God Austin Reeves was in the corner, knocked down a great three-point shot, and that sealed the win. Another clutch shot from AR. Yeah, he's uh, really playing with a lot of confidence, as he should be, because, you know, we talked about this in the last podcast, but he's been, you know, one of the most, if not the most consistent, well, I guess Anthony Davis, but one of the most consistent Lakers, um, and also, you know, one of the, the highest scorers for us, you know, consistently night in, night out, he's knocking his shots, being much more aggressive offensively, so I'm loving what I'm seeing from Austin Reeves right now. It's going to be interesting, Dad, you know, uh, how it kind of goes up in this matchup against the Boston Celtics. Obviously, we are kind of talking about their 
a little bit of a bigger team. Obviously, Austin Reeves is a, you know, 6'6". I think he's, what, 6'5", 6'6". If he's going to be in that starting five to, to help guard this kind of bigger Boston team. We'll talk about that in a sec, though. We've obviously got to talk about, you know, LeBron and AD because they were, you know, our two stars for us. They had LeBron at 35 points. Much better shooting performance from him. 14 for 24. Still 2 for 6 from a 3-point range. It's not amazing. Uh, but AD was sensational yet again with 34 points, 15 rebounds, also 7 assists for Anthony Davis. I mean, 12 for 18 from the floor. I, we, you know, we've said it so much. He's playing the best basketball of his entire career. Got to bubble wrap him and just keep him healthy and just keep our fingers crossed because, man, AD's looking really good. But, Dad, another guy who looked really good is uh, Lonnie Walker. He had 18 points, 7 for 10 from the floor, and 4 for 6 from a 3-point range. So he definitely helped us out a ton in this game. Yeah, you know, Hannah, Lonnie Walker is not getting enough credit either from the fans uh, or from the coach, I might add, because he should be playing a little bit more than he's playing. Uh, Lonnie Walker, again, I think 7 for 10 from the floor tonight, as you said, four three-point shots. And he had, you know, timely three-point shots. Uh, I think he started the game off with a three-point shot that got the Lakers off to a good start. I think he hit the first three-point shot of the third quarter as well. So he's playing very, very well. Uh, you know, he and Austin Reeves have really been very consistent performers for the Lakers this year. You know, I don't know what anybody really expected it going into the season, but both of them are solid contributors at the moment. I just wish the coach Coach wasn't just so in love with Dennis Schroeder and, and Patrick Beverly and even Russell Westbrook. Although I don't think, Hannah, am I wrong? I don't think Russell Westbrook played down the stretch tonight, did he? I don't think so. I know there was a period of time where we were playing with four guards out there, four point guards to be yeah. exact. And I was kind of like, what the heck is is this lineup? I'm not, I don't remember, Dad, to be honest with you. You know, Russ didn't have a bad game. Uh, 11 points and nine assists, four rebounds. He was five for nine from the floor. So overall, a good shooting night, but he only played 21 minutes. So maybe I can't remember, you know, just... These games are all kind of a kind of adding up to me, but I don't maybe I don't think he was in the clutch at least. I think they put Austin Reeves in there and had Dennis Schroeder in there. Yeah, you know uh, the the problem with Russell Westbrook. And by the way, I I thought he actually played a pretty good game tonight. The problem is that he's just it's hard to trust him in crunch time because he's just so turnover prone. At key moments, he tries to force things. Now let, let's talk a little bit about the Celtics if we can. The Celtics are a very tough matchup for the Lakers, just like the uh, just like the Clippers are, because they've got big wings. You know, they've got 6'6", Jalen Brown. They've got, well, I think uh, Jason Tatum is probably like 6'8", 6'9". That's a tough, tough matchup for these very, very small Los Angeles Laker roster. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of interested to see um, if head coach Darvin Ham is going to kind of switch up the starting five for this game because Dad, we got a really really small lineup obviously we're a smaller team in general but you got to be able to to adjust and kind of match up better and like you said you know Jason Tatum I think he is like six eight obviously Jalen Brown at six six so I think we're gonna have to see Austin in there to to get the start and then I'm kind of curious to see uh, if they're going to keep Patrick Beverly in there. You know, obviously we're like obsessed with him, uh, but I don't know, Dad. I think we're going to have to try to get some of our, our bigger guys, and we don't have many of them. Yeah, you know, Hannah, I, I know you feel that way, and I kind of do too, but I don't think that's the way Darvin Ham thinks. I think he's going to go with this same small lineup. He's going to try to have Patrick Beverly guarding Jason Tatum, who's like a, a head taller than him. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, we're going to have to see. Look, I think the Lakers are playing well right now, and I really kind of feel, you know, they've come a long way since the start of the season. They've kind of, you know, settled into a bit of a rhythm, 
And, you know, I, I think every time they go out, they have the potential for beating anybody they play. But again, this is going to be one of those tough matchups because of the size differential. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course, we uh, we have the Denver Nuggets in the next one. So that's always a, a challenging game as well. And then Washington Wizards, we kind of touched on that a little bit. Your main man, Kuz, will be coming back. But, you know, Dad, this was obviously our, I think this was our biggest road trip of the season so far. I think it was a nice little test for the Lakers. It kind of is frustrating about AD going down uh, and getting sick because I think we would have come away with at least four and two. Um, but, you know, three and three is, you know, still pretty solid. I'll take 500. Um, especially with this Laker team. But, you know, Dad, I think what I've learned is that we're, I think we're actually a good team. I know we do some frustrating things. Um, I know we have some boathead plays. I know we talked a lot about this in the last show where we get frustrated because we feel like sometimes LeBron kind of deviates away from what's working and he tries to kind of win it himself and he just hasn't so far yet this season been able to do that. Um, but I think overall, Dad, like you kind of touched on it a bit ago, I think this Lakers team has proven, especially in that win over the Milwaukee Bucks, that they can really beat any team. It's just that they have to play hard and play consistent, you know, every single night and for the full 48 minutes. And we're finally having other guys kind of consistently contribute. And, of course, Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker and, you know, Troy Brown Jr. So we're having our role players really kind of step up and gain some confidence. So I think it was a nice test for the Purple and Gold this road trip. And I think it it overall – they can come away feeling pretty good about themselves and uh, go, coming into this little little stretch of home games with some confidence. Yeah, Hannah, uh, I agree with you. I think the Lakers have proven that they are a pretty good team and they've got a pretty good roster, but unfortunately, you can't get around the fact that it's a mismatched roster and that they've got too many small guards. They've got too many 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", guards. They're playing you know three-guard lineups almost every night for starting the games and for much of the games, and they're now even stretches of the game where they're playing with four guards on the court at the same time. I just don't think that's sustainable. The Lakers are in desperate need of a, of a Kyle Kuzma type, you know, 6'8", 6'9", wing player who can guard uh, other tall wings on the other team and who can also knock down some shots. I don't know. I'm sure the Lakers are looking for somebody like that, you know, as the trade deadline, as, as the trade uh, schedule in mid-December is, is going to be soon here. And, you know, they're going to be talking more and more about trades at that point because that's when the guys who they signed over the summer will be eligible to be traded if that's what the Lakers decide to do. But, you know, they, they're in desperate need for, of a guy who's, you know, 6'8", 6'9", who can really guard the other team's, you know, uh, scoring uh, wing player. And, and right now they just don't do it. They're trying as best they can, you know, but they just don't have the physical attributes out there in anybody to do that. Well, we knew this was going to be a problem, obviously, going into the season. And I think everyone did, which is why we kind of talked about how this was a little bit of a a flawed roster. But that's why, you know, Lakers got to play perfect basketball. They got to have big nights from LeBron, AD, and, you know, Russ. And they've got to have at least one or two big nights from some of their other role players. And, you know, I think they're kind of starting to consistently uh, figure out a little bit of a game plan here. And so far, it's been working. So I'm excited for this uh, Boston Celtics game. Definitely going to be a bit of a challenge, you know, matchup-wise. But I, you know, I have a good feeling, Dad. It's always really exciting whenever the Lakers play the Celtics. I mean, Staples Center, or I guess Crypto, I hate that name. God, Crypto.com Arena is going to be, you know, popping. The fans are going to be coming out and definitely supporting the purple and gold. So I'm excited. I'm curious to see uh, how they all match up. And hopefully the Lakers can come away with a win. But I think that is uh, going to be it for today's show. 
Laker fam, let me know what you think some of the keys are for this uh, Boston Celtics versus Lakers matchup. Do you think Austin Reeves should be in that starting five? Who would you have in the starting five? Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Keelick. And of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Keelick. Until next time, Laker hand and Laker daughter out. Bye, everyone.